Welcome back. This is episode three now of the Reluctant Vegan Sun. Woo 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 woo. I am joined once again by my lovely mother, the wonderful Nikki Narrative. Hey hey everybody. Good to good to hear and see kind of sort of everyone again. I see Adam. We're not together. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. This is the first long distance uh, podcast. Mm. Why don't you tell everybody where you are? I will in a second. I'm just saying oh. it's a long distance podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I'm <laughs> jumping yeah. the gun. Look at me, a mom jumping, jumping the, the gun. gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, I am in upstate New York in uh, Highland Lake or Eldridge, somewhere in the middle. Don't have any clue where I am right now. A lot of trees, more trees than the city. <laughs> but I am here to work on a farm, as I said last time. And it's a organic farm. Yeah. So that's where I am right now. I'll get more into that later. Okay. But what are some news and goods? Oh, we're going to do some news and goods. Do you want to go first? Do some news or and no? goods. You want me uh, to go first? Okay. I'll go first. Um, go let's see. Uh, we have a wonderful roommate named Catherine. And, uh, and we did a 30-minute mad fit workout, low impact. And mm-hmm. it was really good, and I'm sweating up a storm. So if you could see this Zoom call slash podcast, you will see that I'm in my workout clothes and sweating. I could always post this on YouTube. <laughs> Why not? You could. I see could. how it goes. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. another link the thing. Mm-hmm. My new and good, let's see. Well, I have been meditating. I've been keeping up my morning routine pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one thing we've been working on in quarantine really important to have a morning routine because it's so easy for your day to get away from you. Mm. Like I could sit and do nothing for a long time, but with a morning <laughs> routine and kind of a schedule, it's a lot easier to uh-huh. not do that. I mean, not a lot easier to do nothing, a lot easier to do something, to do, be more productive. Uh-huh. Uh, What's so your my- morning routine? Oh, sorry. Here I am jumping okay. the gun again. It's okay. Oh, it's man. a great question. <laughs> My question you were routine. ready to answer, actually. Oh, of course. <laughs> my morning routine is I wake up, I meditate. I've done meditation. I've meditated all three days that I've been here so far. Wow. Give myself a pat on the back <laughs> for that one. I You've been meditating body. still, or? Yeah, I, I meditate every morning, and I have been for probably mm. 10 years, right? or maybe even more, maybe 15 or 20. I, I don't know. Even... I'm not up that early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. I'm going to wake up at 6.45 no matter what. <laughs> well, that is about when we've been waking up. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. farm life is a little crazy. A little mm-hmm. different. But so first I do that. Then I read a chapter out of my book. Currently I'm reading uh, the slowest book known to man about the slowest things. Trees. Trees grow <laughs> pretty slowly. And so I'm reading The Hidden Life of Trees. Mm-hmm. And I read a chapter a day, and luckily the chapters are about five pages. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to read a chapter a day. So, yeah. I remember when you were young, you read you you read like a book a day. I mean, you were reading at age like two, and you were reading constantly until you found video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was reading like the Magic Tree House. I wasn't reading the Hidden Life of Trees. <laughs> a little bit. A tree in it. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. 
That's what's very it like true. Uh, reading a slow book? <laughs> you know where? Uh, watching. I really play. feel in tune with the truth. Ah. So you know, uh, maybe not. A, a chat. If I was more in tune with the truth, I'd read like a word every day, and then in a hundred years, I'd be fully done with the book. <laughs> and for truth, that's nothing. They're just an adolescence at that time. So. At a hundred years old. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Huh? It's mm. crazy. Yeah. So. I read a chapter in my book. Uh, I've been trying to say some commitments, but I keep forgetting to do that. Uh, You're not committing so, to your commitments. Not committing to my commitments very well. <laughs> it's been a little bit rough. Oh my God. What are your mm-hmm. commitments I want to hear? Uh, I don't know them. My commitments? Well, I found them out in class on uh, Sunday. So my commitments are, uh, Lily just walked in. Hi, Lily. She shares the room. Mm. Uh, let's see. My commitments, they're in an email a little while back. So this is taking a while to find. But one of them is uh, there's different commitments for men, women. It's guidelines, basically. And one is uh, I promise that from this moment on, I will be proud to be male and will seek closeness and brotherhood with every other man of every age, race, nation, and class. And while it might not seem like that's an important commitment because white men seem to do have privilege in the society and it's true i do have privilege in the society but men are also not supposed to be emotional there's different ways in men get beat down and i'm not saying that only men have challenge like there's so many challenges that i will never know about from all other races and genders that i can only imagine or only hear about and not really know and so uh but for me i think it's important to be close like men don't aren't encouraged to get really close i feel i feel like Mm -hmm. they're encouraged to not show their feelings Mm -hmm. unless they're with like somebody they really really love Mm -hmm. and that's just bullshit i think Mm -hmm. part of life is showing those feelings and everybody should want to and you want to see the feelings out of people that's part of being human Mm -hmm. i mean if you look at television shows that's how they get you I like mm. movies. They get you with the emotion, with the feeling. So why not show your feeling? I think uh-huh. it's afraid of vulnerability, people being afraid. But. So, so why do you think uh, society tells men to not show their feelings? I mean, what, what do you think is going on there? Because that seems I mean, like kind of anti-human, you know, to not yeah. show your feelings and be close to people. Uh, I think men, they're just supposed to be seen as like the head, which is fucked up in another way. I'm not saying they shouldn't be that. But they seem to have a lot of pressure on them to perform a certain way. And then, like, traditionally, this definitely has changed. But the men were seen as people who make money, people who just go out and do that. And not really stay home and not really... uh, Fuck, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) All right, take two. Take two on that one. I mean, I have thoughts about it, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to come up... I know what I'm trying to say. I just Right, right. You're trying to come up with your own idea about Mm -hmm. it as opposed to, like, somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I I think men are just seen as somebody who's supposed to go out there and make money for the family. And that's Mm. it, which is fucked up, okay? Women also can make money. I think people should do what they desire. Like, Mm. I was listening to this... I was reading this thing today on reddit about how if a woman wants to be a stay-at-home mom and that's their dream and that's their desire and provide their 
for their family, that's great. And if they have their own identity and they want to do that. But if people, man, a man wants to be a stay-at-home dad, he shouldn't be frowned upon any less if that's really what he wants to do and he's able to do that. Like, I don't know. Right, that's interesting. No, I, I hear what you're trying to say. You know, I mean, part of the problem is that what they consider traditionally women's work are not yeah. reimbursed or paid for in capitalism. And so that mm-hmm. ends up being free labor. And so if you have the societal pressure, so men's oppression is more societal than yeah. you know, coming from, you know, other groups, you know, the societal pressure is for you to make a mm-hmm. living somehow. And that yeah. your worth is only related to how much you make as opposed to who you are as a human, mm-hmm. you know, and that gets tricky. So, so all the caretaking roles, which have been now, you know, thought of as women's work is really reimbursed very, very poorly, mm-hmm. you know, so it makes it hard for a guy to stay at home and do that, you know, and then yeah. whatever gender norms come into play with that. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. No. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. trying to get at. Like yeah. men are supposed to be shut down and people say like, well, that doesn't matter. Like, people are expected to and now i think that's even more in society than just men as we are evolving people are like tough luck who gives a shit right I right i guess more. it's every every man and i put that in quotes you know, i think it's now starting kind of thing i think it's also now starting to affect women too or no yeah, like, no, I definitely do. But you, you missed, like, I, I think you didn't think about the, this one thing about why men's emotions have to be shut down. And it's because we have set them, you know, up to go out and fight and be ready to mm. be killed. You know, so, you know, generally men are kind of thought of as people who are going to go to war and possibly mm. die. And if you're going to kill people or be ready to die, you can't have a tremendous amount of deep humanity that makes you care for mm. people fully. So that's what keeps this system in place is that a man is set up to go out and kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. You know, it really, it, it really takes your humanity away. It does. It yeah. Takes- so I like your commitment. Read that commitment again slowly. Wait a minute. I didn't, because I don't know the men's commitment. I know the women's commitment. I know the Jewish commitment. Yeah. You know, I know. Lots and of that's not exactly what this says, but I promise that from this moment on, I will be proud to be male and will seek closeness and brotherhood with every other man of every age, race, nation, and class. Hmm. I like that. I was just saying how the closeness is kind of frowned upon in society yeah yeah but also like the rest of it is important too right 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 that is interesting what were you gonna say i was gonna say i I made a new friend the other day um you know yeah because i've been doing this jail support so Mm -hmm. um so when people come out of jail and it started kind of at at the time of these protests uh because so many people were being jailed and there was no support when they came out like no help with bail no help with a place to live no help with whatever injuries they sustained either while they were at the protest or at jail and there were so many of them and so i met this one woman who was volunteering over at the soup kitchen where i uh, work and see patients and then i was doing the jail support and she was a person kind of running around supplies to all the different places where the jail support was meeting outside of jails in all the different boroughs and so um she contacted me over this group that we're part of and said oh my god i can't believe you're here because she knew me from the soup kitchen and said you know like why don't we get together and have a cup of coffee or you know meet and talk for a while Mm -hmm. and i realized that it's very hard to make new friends that people aren't extremely open-hearted to try to get together 
with people. And so we met and we hung out and we talked and we had a really nice time. And I'm like, I think I have a new friend. And she said, I think I have a new friend too. And it was just interesting because I'm 55 years old and it's, it's like you don't meet new friends easily where you decide you're going to get together with them and really show how much you like somebody as a person. Like we're mm-hmm. almost told that we're not allowed to show we like somebody too much or else either we'll seem hard on them or they'll not be interested or we'll feel rejected. So we decided that we think about it like, you know, like five-year-olds in a park who just like meet each other and are ready to become best friends and swing. And I'd written a song about it and I sent her the song. So it was interesting. Come but I had a new friend. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Come swing with me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's the fear of uh, not being reciprocated, whether it be people not wanting to hang out with you or rejecting you upright or people just not responding in the Mm. way people are more afraid of what might happen than Mm. the possibility of it's okay. It doesn't need to happen. Right. So they would rather it not happen than any Mm -hmm. possibility of being rejected. Yeah. I have that same fear too. So (laughs) where do you have those fears all over? Same fear of being rejected. Like there are times when I'm like, Hmm, should I do this? Should I message this person? Possibly. Maybe not. They might not say no. I feel like, I think it's because people think of that as a reflection of themselves Mm. when it's not. Mm. People will think that just because they can't meet, it's something personal. Maybe they just didn't have the time. Maybe maybe they didn't want to meet you and that's okay too. That's unfortunate. Because I'm sure you're, because you're a great person and if they don't want to meet you, then fuck them. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what's the great fear of like rejection and humiliation and all of that stuff that keeps our lives like really small or, you know, not quite as open or not quite as loving? Like, what is that? I mean, for me personally, it's more fear of the rejection. And then if they tell people, mm. you feel like it's a humiliation or something that follows you, which... Oh. So it's, it's not only the rejection, shit. it's like whatever somebody decides yeah. to tell other people and their feelings about you. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I've never even thought of that. That's what I think of. Wow. But I'm starting to think more that that's just bullshit and an excuse. Because <laughs> I love making excuses to not do it. <laughs> Where else it do you make excuses? Favorite. Uh, yeah, my mom <laughs> wants to do anything. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope. nope. Right, your first answer is always no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's my favorite word. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Too simple to be the word of the day today though. So. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a bullshit rejection and no is the words mm-hmm. of the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh wait, I messed up. I, I said my morning routine in the entire wrong order. But that's oh no. Okay. Tell me. First I write my morning pages. Mm. There we go. I've done that all three days too. Wow. You so. want to tell everybody what your morning pages are? Morning pages are you wake up and you just journal three pages immediately mm-hmm. so the concept is that when you first wake up there's nothing to cloud your brain so when you write you write from your like unconscious mind you're not thinking about anything mm-hmm. you just write and mm-hmm. whatever comes out is what's coming out of you mm-hmm. right interesting i don't know where did you get that from i never heard that explanation of morning pages before <laughs> I, I thought that's what lily said from the artist way Oh, okay. Or something like that. Right, right, right. What's your right, explanation right. for morning pages? No, no, no. I, it's from the book, The Artist's Way. You're absolutely yeah. right. 
I, I that just, was the explanation. Yeah, it's, I just think it's a big dump. So whatever's going on in your mind just gets dumped and then you get to free something up so you could be creative in other ways. I don't know. That's why you do I it first, though. Yeah. So you get that out without anything clouding that thought. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you had a, a slightly different way of saying it, but it's probably the same thing. Yeah, cool. So cool. I do that. And then I read my chapter. And then I uh, do my commitments and I meditate. And I get ready wow. for the day. That's pretty awesome. It takes a that's, long that's time. That's a good morning routine. Yeah. Mm. It was, it's, it's going good. Yeah, that's great. That's do you really, have a really morning great. routine? I do. I do. Well, the first thing I do, and somebody told me this once, is I actually make my bed. And everybody's like, why the heck would you make your bed? You're just going to get back in it. And I was like, because if, no matter what, I did something that morning, you know, like I just did something. And so I, I fold my blanket and then I come out and I make myself some um, hot water with lemon, turmeric, and a little bit of black pepper. And I usually put up some sweet potatoes and onions like in the toaster oven. And then I do my morning pages, but I stopped doing morning pages. I did it for 30 days and decided that I wasn't going to continue to do morning pages. You stopped? Yeah. Why did you stop? I, you know, it didn't feel like it was serving me, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just like, oh, I don't need to do that anymore. And, uh, but I usually meditate. I do a 30 minute yoga set and then I do a, an 11 minute meditation and mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. And I was having a, a COVID morning work call with the other medical directors and that was like the beginning of my work day. Nice. Yeah. It's a yeah. long morning routine. 30 minute yoga is a long time. Right, right, right. That's true. You know, and then 11 minutes. So it ends up being like 45 minutes mm-hmm. for some kind of morning like exercise slash meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up at 6.45. God. <laughs> I mean, I wake up at seven now. We start work at eight. So, yeah, and then we work for five hours. Yeah, what's your work like? Uh, So, there for three days so far. So far, I've been uh, weeding around the trees. They have these nice trees, fruit trees. So, Mm. I did a couple apricot trees. I can't remember what tree I'm doing right now, but uh, it's a fruit tree. And you weed them up, and then you weed up a foot around the outside of the gate, they're inside like little gates. And then you put down cardboard outside the gate and wood chips to prevent weeds from going back quicker. And it's a lot easier to pick up future weeds. So that's what I've been doing. But it's a lot of work. The grasses, the weeds are like yay high, pretty high. <laughs> I mean, what's your, if they're not looking at us, what's your yay high? Yay high is uh, probably Three about feet, a foot, feet. two feet. Oh, just a foot. Uh-huh. Just a foot, two feet, but it feels like a lot. And they're like all over the place. So I go out, I get the hoe and I go around and then I go and start digging and keep going and go all around the tree. And so mm-hmm. it's, right now it's been three days and I've done two and a half trees probably. Oh, wow. Actually, it's it takes that long days. to do a tree? Wow. Yeah, it takes like a full day for me to do a tree. Wow. Because I go and I weed. It's easier at n- the next day. So like I like... It would be nice to do multiple trees at once and start going because mm. after the night, it feels like the soil gets turned a little bit. I don't know whether it rains or what happens. Oh. I can see more clearly some of the like roots. 
Oh, interesting. Weeds. So you have to yeah. pull out the roots, the roots from the weeds? Yeah, the roots from the weeds. <laughs> that was hard to say. Did you find mm-hmm. that hard to say? The roots from the weeds. <laughs> well, I have trouble with my R's regardless, so. Oh. <laughs> Did you yeah. have trouble with your R's? Yeah, that's why I can't speak Spanish well. I can't oh, roll my R's. Ah, so, I didn't uh, know that. Uh, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea you had R trouble. <laughs> I can't roll my R's, it's just... Tell me about car trouble, you have R trouble. Yeah. So, <laughs> wait, what? I was making a joke. What 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 did you say? You I said some trouble? people have car trouble and you have ah, car trouble. I thought you said you had car trouble. I was worried for a second. No, no, I had I was no like, car what trouble. happened to the car? No. Oh god. <laughs> what kind of troubles do pirates have? Our trouble. Oh god. <laughs> I know, bad joke. Okay, that's the one joke in there. We were gonna have a joke. Yeah. Okay. You should see Adam's face. He is not pleased not about pleased. that one. No. <laughs> attempt. I was going to say, but it wasn't a good attempt. It was an attempt. Yeah. So, I, so, yeah. I, I like your but, disappointed look. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I would be worried if you actually liked it. That would be, that would be more worrisome. So why tell the joke? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it makes me feel good. <laughs> okay. That's uh, maybe somebody out there in podcast land would like. Yeah, if, if somebody likes Nikki's jokes, please send me that because I don't believe it. I will <laughs> send you to a. I will get you checked out by a doctor. <laughs> Wait, He's I gonna check doctor. you out. I think yeah. you're normal if you like my joke. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not a psychiatrist, but but I'm a family mm-hmm. doctor. But yeah, so we do that uh, for five hours, which is a lot longer than I thought it would. Mm. Five hours is a long time. Mm. It goes by like that when you're binge watching a show, but <laughs> playing a game. Playing a game, yeah. But when you're weeding a garden, <laughs> it takes a while. That's true. It takes a little while. Yeah, got it. And so we do that, and then we come back, and we have the rest of the day off, pretty much. Mm. So uh, yeah, we come back just do whatever. Yesterday we went to a river. Today we are, uh, I went for a run, had some alone time, did some reading. So it's Mm. been good. So you get like half the day off and half the day to relax and half the day you're working. But since we're up at seven, everybody goes to bed at like nine. (laughs) What's it like to go to bed at nine? Like, are you sleeping well now that you're outside and working all day? Wow. I'm sleeping well. Definitely a product of my environment. Mm. How's your allergies, by the way? Adam's allergic to cats. They have a cat. Out there, I know. It's it, it's been fine. I yeah, don't know. your eyes look clear. Mm-hmm. The cat's mm-hmm. the only thing that eats meat in this house. Crazy. <laughs> the, cat's the, <laughs> the cat is the obligate carnivore. Mm-hmm. Imagine. <laughs> the theory is that cats are meant to eat meat, so yeah, why not? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> that was a squeaky door I just heard. Was it on your side or my side? No, I think it was on your side. Oh, I don't know. Huh, I'd be the downstairs door. Yeah. Ah. This whole house, like in the attic, there's not really a closed door to the rest of the house. <laughs> so I think everybody can hear me right now. So, <laughs> Luckily, we're saying nice things. Yeah. No, it's been good. It's been really nice. The weather's mm-hmm. been amazing. Oh, so wow. When it rains, it's going to be tough. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Do you have a raincoat up there? Yeah, I've got a raincoat. Oh. I didn't realize that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I, I thought mm. I had. 
So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. what else? Yeah, and then for dinner, so it's not exactly raw vegan like we expected. So they give the woofers or woofing. Uh, it's the World Wide Organic. I forgot what it's called. Organization of Organic Farmers or something. <laughs> right. or worldwide. Willing workers. Willing workers on organic. But they changed it. They changed. Oh, it. did they? Yeah, let me look this up. World. Ah, interesting. I think they changed it. You're going to look it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Worldwide okay. Opportunities on Organic Farms. Oh, I was there's, wrong. there's three O's on Organic Farms. No, but, but it only has two. I know, weird. The, world, wait, world, wait, say that again? Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. Right, Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. So if you guys are interested in getting away, because I think this post-COVID time has left a lot of people, and especially a lot of young people with no jobs or anything for the summer, this was a, you, you got this farm pretty quickly. Like, how long yeah. did it take you to get the farm? I don't know. It took, like, a couple of days, yeah. really, once we started messaging them. So Yeah, it didn't take long. And, and these farms are, like, all around the world. Mm-hmm. Well, it's stuff. tough to travel around the world right now. You can definitely definitely domestic travel, but I think people are travel. getting other places though, aren't they? Like there's still air flights, no? I think the border's still shut unless you live in another country. Oh, unless you're a citizen. Oh, I didn't realize that. Cool. But it's supposed to reopen soon, I think. I heard uh, that New York is like opening up fully right now, the city. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Much. Yeah, I'm not seeing fully, but people are definitely out. Somebody wrote a Facebook post. They they were like talking about COVID idiots, you know, people mm-hmm. not covering their nose and their mouth. I was like, wow, that's a strong opinion. <laughs> that's the, that's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then people were getting arrested for that, and people were targeted for it. Was fucked up. Yeah, it was really messed up. I mean, that you know, it definitely in 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 lower income neighborhoods and mm-hmm. neighborhoods of you know people of the global majority, they were definitely, you know, targeting them, arresting them for congregating, no masks, you know, mm-hmm. and then when the curfew was there, that was really messed up, where they were really arresting people. Mm-hmm. That was so messed up. Yeah, this country is fucked. <laughs> Give the police up. another, another, another rule to follow, to enforce. Mm-hmm. To enforce oh to their discretion. Right, There's exactly. There's so much discretion in the police department. Yeah, are you still reading that Michelle Alexander book? Yeah, I'm still reading it. I don't understand. It's it's written like with a lot of terms I'm not entirely positive of. Oh, like, like what? it's a very well written book. I can't remember off the top of my head. Top of uh-huh. my head, not the top uh-huh. of my head. Mm. But uh yeah, I'm learning a lot. And mm-hmm. just it's it's the cops, it's the system, it's the system all the way up to the top. Whether yeah. it be the president, the Supreme Court, the everything it's capitalism which is really mm-hmm. messed up yeah so but this is clearly talking to, about there's an economist named his name is richard wolf he's actually out of umass you know mm. he has really interesting and very right on theories about capitalism and the way it needs to fall you know so we were talking about that you know that um that the things are probably going to have to completely like you know, be decimated, and then it'll have to be built from the ground up, you know, and the people leading need to be the people who were, you know, initially oppressed in the country, so it would have to be led by Black and Indigenous people, you know, in order for it to really make it work. The problem is, is the people running the country are all old white men, so. <laughs> That's what it's problem. true, it'll, it'll have to change. Yeah, it definitely has yeah. to change. 
Yeah. 100%. You know, it's already, I mean, like now that, that capitalism is, you know, it's really struggling. People have time to rebel. You mm-hmm. know, it used to be that I always said capitalism makes you really busy and really confused, but now they're, you know, they're, they're not as busy and yeah, not quite as confused. I think that's part of the reason why the protests have been so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing to do. I mean, people don't, you, you don't feel, if people don't have jobs, if people don't have places to be, there's no excuse not to protest. There's no reason to not be protesting. There's, there's no reason, yeah, there's no reason for them to not be protesting. That's what you're saying about protests and movements previously, that they people had to work to live. Right. And because they were working so much, they didn't have time, people didn't have time to protest. Exactly. And and the things that they were working for, like, are generally human rights of, of most people in other industrialized countries. So, you know, people are not worried about healthcare in most other industrialized nations in the world. Like, our people have to work in order to get healthcare. I mean, how yeah. freaking crazy is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, because generally the people who are... Oh, it's dinner up here. Oh, Okay. Uh, wanna... Let's see, how long have we got on here? <laughs> I mean, we've us. been talking for over 20 minutes, at least. We've been talking for 25 minutes. Wow. Uh, yeah, you want to just put out a mini episode? Yeah, we could put a mini episode out. So this is mm-hmm. like, so what is our mini episode? You know, talking about morning routine. Yeah, you know, catching up. About capitalism, organic mm-hmm. farm. Yeah, we can totally do that. You could do whatever yeah. you want with your freaking podcast. Do whatever right. you like, Adam. This seems good. All Bye, right. everybody. All right. See you uh, next time for episode four, where we might actually talk about food again. <laughs> we don't have to. You know, talking we about racism is pretty damn good. There's Lily in the background. Yeah, Lily's in the background. Uh-huh. Hi. That, Hello. Was, that was Lily. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>